you. We're going to finish up, get this completed. Thank you for walking the journey with us. Today will be the last sermon of this journey. Amen. Romans chapter 12. We will begin reading at verse 14 to 21. I will read it first out of the New American Standard Bible. Then I will go through it in the Amplified Bible as I try to exegete verse by verse. Amen. Please uh, work with me, bear with me as I try to tie it all together and hopefully paint a picture that is, that is clear. Romans chapter 12, we will begin reading in verse 14 and it reads as such in our hearing. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be at the same mind towards one another and, and do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge. Let me read that again. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, say the Lord. But if your enemies is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing, so in doing, you will heat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. You might as well say, ouch, man. <laughs> the, thought, the, the thought that comes to me from these verses is painting a portrait of your inward self. Painting a portrait of your inward self. Self. Painting a portrait, not of your outward self, but of your inward self. Father, even now, hide me behind your Shekinah glory that we may see Christ. Please, Lord, just take me higher. Increase the anointing and speak through speak to all of us in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen 
In 1507, Leonardo da Vinci finished his most famous painting. In fact, the painting that he finished is the most famous painting in the world. There's no other, other painting artwork that is more talked about. There's no other artwork that is more seen. There's no other artwork that there are as many songs sung about. The artwork that I'm talking about is that of the Mona Lisa. As I spoke the name of the painting, everybody probably know the painting that I'm talking about. It is the most famous artwork in the world. Some people believe that it's the painting of Francesco uh, del Gallo Kondo. <laughs> That's a painting of his wife. But lately, there have been those who have a suspicion that the painting is really a picture of Da Vinci painting himself as a woman. They are studying it and seeing if perhaps he wanted to see how he would look as a woman, so he did a self-portrait of himself as a woman. Just to see how he would look if he was born the other sex. Now, we're not sure if that is true or not, but that got me to thinking. Because as I read the verses that I was going to deal with, I realized something. That Paul is not just talking about behavior, but he is really talking about do not allow what other people do to contaminate you. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was really talking about that in order to walk in what God has given you, you got to know, you better know who you are in Christ Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If, if, if God was to, to supernaturally give us the ability to paint, gave us each a canvas of our own, gave us the painting, the brushes, and all of that, and we are now able to paint like Da Vinci. And he tells us to paint a portrait of your inward self. Y'all didn't hear me. Not your outward self, but your inward self. The part of you that nobody can see, that part of you that we struggle with, that part that has been damaged by what folks have said about us, that, that part of us that carries the wounds and the scars that life has yielded at us, that part of us that makes us not able to look ourselves in the mirror when we brush our teeth, that... Yes, some, some, somebody thinking in their mind, why you go messing? What I realize is that Paul is not just talking about Christian behavior, but he's talking about that to be able to respond in the right way when folks come at you in the wrong way, you got to have a right picture of who you are. Oh, I think we need to step deeper into this. 
You see, you see, you see, you see, see, when you know who you are, it really doesn't matter what other people think of you. When you know who you are and whom you are, all that matters is that Christ loves you. And if you got a problem with you, me, don't take it up with me. Take it up with God because he's working on. What I realized is in order to be contaminated proof, it's not about what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. And, and, and folks can act crazy, but you don't have to go there with them. We can't control nobody else. The only one you can control is your Here Paul is saying, not, I'm just not talking about in the house, I'm talking about outside of the house, and we're going to live in a world that's going to bump up against us. All of us has been bumped. Uh, all of us has been hurt. All of us has been abused. All of us. I mean, every day of your life, somebody's going to. The only way that you can avoid being bumped up against is if you lock yourself in a room. And if you lock yourself up in a room, you're going to bump up against yourself. A lady tells her story on Focus on the Family, and she is struggling. She's a Christian. But her childhood has damaged her. And it, could, it couldn't just be a woman, it could be a man, it could be, it has damaged her. And she tells the story of how she was trying to do what the Lord has called her to do. But she would have impulses and reactions that she did not want to have. And she was wondering what was wrong with her. She would lay before the Lord and cry. She said that this one night, it was either a dream or a vision. She saw herself with a bunch of people. Everyone had white on. They was in a white room. There was a white floor. And, she said, and all of them was carrying cups of stuff that looked like black coffee. They were big cups. And, and everybody was bumping into one another. And as they bumped into one another, that black stuff in the cup spilled all over their white stuff. She said, they were soiled. They were myrrh. She said she looked at herself and said, and she had stuff all over her. Folks spilled stuff on her. She spilled stuff on herself. She spilled stuff on other folks. She said, the funny thing is, the cup never went empty. And they all was, was bumping up against one another. But my, did, you, did you know that though you may be saved, it don't mean you delivered? As saved as we want to be. But we are in a world that is bumping up against us. That is not going to change, my brothers and sisters. 
The question is, how in the world can we live in a world and be bumped up against and still maintain our Christian integrity? I believe, I, I believe, I believe, I believe that the vision that we have of ourselves many times on the inside is messed up. I believe that we're using the wrong, wrong people to define who we are. I believe that we need to hear what the Bible has to say about us. And we got to exchange what has happened to us. Exchange what folks have said about us. Exchange stuff that no. You know, that's folks dead and gone that still got us in bondage. Ain't thinking about us, and we still holding on to stuff that we got to let go of. And if we don't let go of it, it's going to kill us. Let me step in this a little bit more. Here we are, and we have allowed other people to define what we feel about ourselves. And a lot of times, the way we respond to folks has nothing to do with what they have done. It's what they, how they make us feel. And when we allow other folks to how they respond to us or react to us or approach us to make us act ugly because they have made us feel like, then we have given them too much control. You know what? You don't have to like me. It's okay you don't like me. If you say you gotta love me. But you liking me or not liking me ain't gonna stop me from being what God has called me to be. When you are anchored, when we are anchored, when we are anchored in our in our in our in our in our view of what God, you the, the eyes that we must see the reflection of who we are in our spirit is God's eyes. Very few people see your spirit. They see your outside. And if somebody married you because you cute, well. It's funny how quickly stuff that used to go up stay down. It's funny how stuff that would just have smooth is wrinkled. It's funny that if we take out the weave and the color and grow a mustache, people will be amazed how gray we are. You did good, you did good. I can't ask you to take off your wig. But you know what? Our spirit gets better the closer we get to Christ. Gets more beautiful. And folks who really know us don't judge us from the outside experience. They judge us from our inward spirit because they see what can't be seen by the naked eye. I'm so glad that God don't judge us on how tall we are, how wide we are, how dark we are, how light we are. He judges us on our spirit. Listen, watch as I go through these verses. Watch as I try to walk through these verses. He said, he said, 
He says, he says, bless those, I'm reading from the Amplified. He says, he says, bless those who persecute you, who are cruel in attitude towards you. Did y'all get that? They got a nasty attitude towards you. And instead of responding in the natural way with a nasty attitude, Paul says, no. I remember that I was ministering to these two families, these, these mothers having problems with their daughters. This when I was working with the youth years and years and years ago. They are not members of this church. And I remember this one mother was bragging that, you know, I... I, I, I follow the scripture. I'm a good Christian. And when somebody is my enemy, they do something and they persecute me, I say, bless them, Lord. I looked at her and said, I don't want none of that. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, it's not the word you use. It's the attitude you have. She was saying the word bless, but the truth of the matter is, she was cursing them. Our attitude. Just because somebody else goes there, we forget who we represent. And I believe it starts with that we have to be secure in who we are in Christ Jesus. We gotta be secure. We gotta find a place that 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 God has has looked into our eyes and gave us a reflection of what He sees, and that is our truth. Not what happened to us, not what folks said about us, not our childhood, not not none of that. What is true is that God knows the essence of our spirit, and when God knows our spirit, and we get a glimpse of what God has made us to be. It will transform your life. All of a sudden, people's opinion don't mean that much. All of a sudden, you're not worried about folks talking about you too much. Oh, oh, it may hurt you, but it won't kill you. Let's, let's go on. Let's, let's go on. I got to preach through this. That's what this says. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing with others in their joy, and weep with those who weep, sharing with, with others. Agree. And I know somebody said, I'm doing that. But notice what, what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, weep with some folks. Rejoice with some folks. Other folks. How can I say this? You know we got our picks. Some folks, oh, I feel so sorry for them. Oh, man. Wow. Other folks, but they deserve it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Y'all don't do that. Y'all don't. I mean, even if they're not in my clique, even if they're not in my inner circle. Hurt people are hurt people. 
If it's not for the grace of God, there go us. And our hearts got to be big enough that there's enough of us to be able to hurt with folks that are hurting. Even if it's on the other side of the world where tragedy happened, when stuff happened in our own neighborhood. I mean, Let's go on. He says, he says, he says, uh, I lost my piano, made me lose my place. <laughs> Live in harmony with one another. Hold on, listen to the Amplified, because it says it's good. It says, Do not be haughty, snobbish, high-minded, exclusive, be ready to adjust yourself. Be ready to adjust yourself to other people. Oh, Lord. I might as well say, ouch, now. Some of us are so inflexible. If they don't come just right, don't come at all. Who made you the judge? One of the things that has helped me is I know a lot of people's stories. So I know what people have come through to get with where they are. And on the outside, it may not seem like they are that much, but folks been through stuff that would have killed me. I would not have been able to make what folks survive. And even though they may be needy now, you don't know how far it came just for them to still be here. The miracle is that they didn't go someplace and draw up and die. The miracle is that they're not in jail for killing somebody. The miracle is that they are still here and we got the nerve to look our nose down on Did you know that everybody in here been created in the image of God? That separates us from the animals. That separates from everything else. And though in our eye view, they may not look like much. God may have a, a high criminal on that person that we think is not worth our time. Because we're judging from the wrong things. We're judging from a humanistic, fleshly. And God said, wait a minute. Did you know this person may not have what all you have, but they didn't begin with where you was at. You know what, God, God, God has a funny way of messing us up. God will put you with somebody you can't stand so that you have to bless them. 
somebody you don't want to be bothered with, someone you think you're better than. But in doing that, what happens is you begin to learn that person's story, and all of a sudden your respect factor for them will grow because you will realize why they are the way they are because they've been through more hell than you could ever imagine. Church, man, this takes us to be so full of the Holy Ghost. I can't live this. You can't live this. Matter of fact, to be honest with you, we got to go back for God to fill us every day. I mean, I mean, you, it's like, it's like, it's like manna. You know, manna that God used to feed the Israelites when they were walking through the wilderness. You know, that manna that tastes like sweet honey, that manna that will fall down in the day and they will go gather. And God so told them, he said, don't go gather it for two days. He said, every day you got to go gather some more. The only day that you can gather enough for the next day would be Friday. So on the Sabbath, you don't have to gather. He said, but every, but all the other day, you gather all you want for that day, but eat it that day. Don't leave, don't think you got leftovers for the next day. In God's economy, there is no leftovers. If you don't use it today, it won't be there tomorrow. Some folks are so hard-headed, Israelites, that they would gather enough for two days, and they said, if I gather enough for two days, then what's going to happen? I don't have to go out and kick and pick up some tomorrow. Well, overnight, while they were asleep, God turned the manna into magnets. Y'all know those little white worms that the flies lay in your trash can. Know what that tells me? That today's grace won't keep me tomorrow. That the same way I got stripped today, I need to lay before God tomorrow morning and say, prepare me for this day. I don't know what's going to hit me. I don't know what's going to come. But Lord, I need you today. Yesterday was yesterday. Today I need more power. Today I need more love. Today I need more peace. Today, every day you got to go to God. I tell you what, the day that you don't get up and ask God for more power will be the day that Satan is sitting at your desk on your job at school. The day that you're not dependent on God, Satan is waiting on us to think we can handle today's problem. We can't handle nothing. I thank God for his grace and his mercy because if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, there'd be a whole lot of dead folks. Our, 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 a lot of us would be in jail because we would have killed somebody. But God's grace and mercy kept you from doing what you would have done. is the power of the Holy Ghost that we need daily to live out to be a representative of Christ. We are his ambassadors. Let me just be real honest with you. Because you are a Christian, more hell going to come your way. More folks and, 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 
and Satan is betting on that you're going to act out of character and ruin your witness. That's why those buttons that send me off, send you off, got to be covered under the blood. There's some stuff that we haven't told nobody. We haven't even given it to God. We need to let the door open, let the Holy Ghost come in. What you doing? I'm sweeping dead bones. What you mean dead bones? Dead stuff that's been dead for a long time that I should have gave to the Lord, but it's stinking up the house. It's funny how trash can be sitting in the kitchen. And after a while, when you first walk in, man, that stuff stinks. There's a dead body. But I dare you to sit in the kitchen with it for a little bit. What happened is you adapt to the stink. You adapt to the after a while. I don't smell nothing. I mean, it's stinking up the house. And you walking around, ain't nothing happening. If that's true from a natural standpoint, did you know that we can allow stuff to come at home that we shouldn't be walking with? Let's go on. Let's go on. Living, don't, don't be high-minded. Don't think that you're the chip bag dessert coffee you know the cat's meow none of us is all that I don't care how cute you are now keep on living I seen some cute corpse cute as they could be but they was corpse they was corpse let's go on Give yourself to a humble task. Don't think that anything is above you. Sometimes the best thing you could do is do something you think, or help somebody that you think you better than. Because what it do, it allows you to get to know folks for real. Let's go on. Never overestimate yourself. Don't be wise in your own conceit. How can I say this? We can deceive ourselves. Satan's favorite game is to deceive us. You know why? Listen, I mean, look how foolish this is. Here he is, a created angel, and he got the nerve to think he's as bad as God. That was his sin. He, he got caught up in himself and said, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cute. He kept on looking at himself in the mirror and said, I'm the sum total of perfection. He said, whoa, matter of fact, I think I created myself. Matter of fact, I think I'm as awesome as God. And I don't deserve this low position of an archangel. 
I think I need to be God. And some of us think we're so cute that the door ought to open up automatically. that gifted. Why? Because everything we have have been given to us. How foolish would it be for me to get a big head about my preaching when God gave it to me? How foolish would it be for me to begin to think that I'm doing this by myself in my own power when everything I got, God gave it to me? If anything, it ought to humble me the higher God takes me because I don't deserve nothing. How can I say this? I'm going to say it. I know what I used to be. I know what I have done. I know how messed up, jacked up, sinful, hateful, did have no respect even for God. And God chose me to preach his word if anybody ought to be grateful, it ought to be me. But wait a minute, not just me. He picked you out. You wasn't that good. It was nothing that you could give to God. He still went past our faults and saw our knees. By fact, by fact, by fact, he called us knowing what we was going to do and still loved us. Somebody need to shout hallelujah. Somebody need to say thank you. Because if you look back over your life, we don't deserve his mercy and his grace. So how in the world? I told y'all to say, ouch, you're ahead of time. We pay no one evil for all oh, this is Surely he didn't say that. We pay no evil for evil. Well, why not? But take thought of what is honest and proper and noble, aiming to be above reproach in the sight of everyone. He said, you know, your witness is important. Somebody's watching you. Your neighbor, your co-workers, your children. You'd be surprised what your children hear. They over there, and, psh, psh, and they hear you cussing. Their ears get real big. Grandchildren get ears even bigger. And then they go to school and cuss out the teacher. And you go up there and say, I don't know where they got it from. Let's go on. We pay no evil for evil, but take thought of what is honest, proper. Listen, next verse he says, if all possible with all that relies in you, live with everybody peaceable. Listen what this is saying. The Holy Spirit Paul, that's inspiring Paul to write, is very wise because 
everybody is not going to like you. You know, it has to be okay that everybody don't like you. Some folks is not going to like you and don't have a reason not to like you. They just don't like you and don't know why they don't like you. Long time ago, I was in the store with bagging this lady's bag. She never, I never saw her before. I just noticed she had an attitude. So I was bagging her bag and she's making faces and grunting and everything. So I said, excuse me, is there anything wrong? She said, yeah, there's something wrong. I said, okay, what? She said, I don't like the way you bag, don't like the way you talk, don't like the way you walk, don't like the way you look, don't like the way, don't like the way, don't like the way. You know what I did? Okay. You don't know me. I don't know you. You don't, how can I say, your opinion of me don't add up to a hill of beans. I mean, I went ahead and, and bagged her back. She had to laugh. Her friend laughed, she laughed, why? Because she was, she was wanting to fight. I'm not getting on your roller coaster. Because you had a bad day don't mean I'm going to have a bad day. Because you're on a roller coaster don't mean I have to get on a roller coaster. Now, I'll be honest. There's some things you got to, there's some folks you got to take the prayer. It's not that easy. There's some things you got to, before you're able to let it go, you got to let, you got to get filled up again. You can't do this in your own strength. You can't do it in your own power. It takes being full of the Holy Ghost. And sometimes I keep on telling y'all, y'all need to take a bathroom break when you don't have to go. But you got to get your head straight. You got to get your heart straight. You got to get your praise on. Sometimes you need to go and just praise God. Just praise him. Because there's some folks that will, they, they get pleasure out of getting on your last nerve. There's some folks, you make their day when you mad. So what? So, 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 so why would you allow them to have a good day by making you mad? Here they are laughing and you mad. Say up under your breath, you'll never see me sweat. We got to have an attitude of saying, it costs me too much to get what I have. And I'm not going to allow nobody to have enough power over me to move me out of position. I want his peace. I want his joy. I, want, I, I, need, I need his power. I need, I need. And some of us say are walking around and don't even know what the peace of God feels like. Yes, Lord Jesus. Let me go. Let me finish because I can preach this all day. I know. I know. Y'all don't have to like me today. It's okay. 
I love y'all. Y'all know I love y'all. You know, I, I'm saying, ouch myself to this stuff. Here she is. She's covered from head to toe because life has soared her. But she said she made her way to the middle of the room, and in the middle of the room is this fountain, but it's not any old fountain because this fountain is full of blood. Not just any blood, but of Emmanuel's vein. She said, she, said, she said she noticed something, that people was going to wash their hands, and when they washed their hands, their hands became clean. You know, some of us, that's all we're doing is washing our hands. You know, we, we, we just, I mean, I mean, if you're dirty from head to toe, if you're sore from head to toe, washing your hands ain't good enough. Let's, let's go. He said, Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Notice what he says, never. Say that with me, never. Don't go tit for tat. Don't say I'll pay you back. Don't say I'll get even. Here you are rocking to, 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 to Kirk Franklin. And then got on back of your car. I don't get mad, I get even. Uh, There's a parody there, something. You know, he done got mad at somebody because they cut you off and you cussing them out. And John P. Key is playing in your car, blast it. He done gave somebody the finger and said, Jesus, my co-pilot. Yeah, he's your co-pilot. People are watching to see the reality of our faith. People are watching to see the reality of our faith. And if it's not being trans, and, and, and the, the greatest evidence of the realness of Christ is us. The greatest evidence of the realness of Christ is us. The greatest evidence of the realness of Christ is a transformed life that's being lived out as much as possible every day. You know, I'm of the opinion that you just don't go to the fount to get saved, but you got to keep on going back to get cleansed. I'm of the opinion sometimes you need to go back two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, ten times a day. We go back as many times as we need to because the soil of the world splashes on us and we got to go back and get some renewing. Let's finish this up.
Let's finish this up. He says, as much as possible, you know, live in peace with everyone. You know, when you got folks that can't, you can't get along, you don't have to be in their presence all the time. There's some folks you got to love from a distance. I don't have to come where you at. Just because you invite me and I know you're a hellraiser. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy that day. <laughs> Bird said, he just came and said, no, I'm not coming. <laughs> Beloved, avenge not yourself. Now listen to this. Listen to this. God will fight your battles. Let me say that again. God will fight your Did you know that you're his child? He's just not going to let folks, no matter who they are, keep on messing with you. Now, it may go on longer than what you want to go on because God is a merciful God. And before he swings, he wants to give them enough grace to repent. But, but after a while, God's going to say, okay, I'm ready to swing. Now, wait a minute. If you are standing there in his way where he wants to strike them and you done, stuck, you done step in the way, do you know that God counsels out what he's going to do? He said, oh, you think you can handle it? Handle it. And a lot of us have made matters worse because we put our two cent in. When if you would have stood out of the way and kept on doing what you were supposed to do, God would have got with them and straightened everything out. But because you keep on putting your finger in it, your toe in it, your tongue in it, your mouth in it. And we think we have done something, and all we have done was made the problem bigger. Do I have any witnesses in the house that, that can testify that when you step in, it got worse? But do I have any witness in the house that you kept your mouth shut? You kept on doing what you're supposed to do. And God stepped in, and the person that couldn't stand you came back to you and said, I'm sorry. Do you think they did that of their own volition? They did that because God troubled them, woke them up in the middle of the night, told them, if you don't quit, You know what I'm saying? God would take somebody out for you. Let them keep on messing with you. Let them, and you hold on to your integrity. When God swings, he's going to knock somebody out. Matter of fact, he'll knock them to death. God will wait. This is a faith thing. This is a faith thing. And the more you trust him, the more God said, they keep on picking. They keep on picking. See, 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 see God, God's big enough to take folks picking on him. 
But when folks pick on his children, y'all didn't hear me. Listen, God, 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 God let atheists talk about him and all that. But you know how you get God mad? Pick on one of his that has humbled themselves. Under the, listen, listen, here Miriam and Aaron start talking smack to Moses. They start talking smack to Moses. Say, who made you leader? You're not the only prophet and prophets around here. We prophesize too. What makes you the leader? Moses didn't say nothing. Moses, but did you understand? Moses was a bad shut your mouth. He'd been trained in the finest Egyptian martial arts. He was raised up as the son of Pharaoh. And he's been trained to kick folks' butt. Don't you remember Moses was trying to break up a fight and he literally killed somebody with his bare hands? Moses was a bad shut your mouth. Aaron couldn't fight with him. Mary couldn't fight with him. But Moses, instead of taking things on his own behalf, he knelt down, started praying, and God said, I got this one. I think he kneeled down because he knew God was about ready to swing and Moses didn't want to get hit. And he struck them with leprosy. Our God got our back. Say that with me. Our God got our back. Our God got our back. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. Don't mess with me. Do you know who I am? I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. Mess with me if you want to. Make my dad mad and see what's going to happen. He says, beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave way, leave an open door for God's wrath, for it is, risen, it is written, vengeance is mine. God says, he don't say, I may repay. He said, I will. He said, when you bless somebody, he said, he said, feed your enemies. Give them drink. Because that leaves way to bring conviction on them. You see, if me and Kenny is in a scuffle, what happens is, is that if we go on tit for tat, every time I do something back, it justifies what he does next. He feel justified in what he's doing because of what I've just done. He may have started it, but when I pay him back, 
now all of a sudden, he's not thinking about what he did. He's thinking about what I did, and now he feels justified. But if he does something, and I hold on to my Christian integrity, he does something again, I hold on to my Christian integrity, it creates a pinhole in his conscience that God can begin to work on him because what he sees out of me is the action of Christ. Now hold on. If a person is so far gone that they don't feel no conviction, then their conscience has been seared. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then God's going to bring judgment more quickly. She says, she goes to the fountain. She says she put her, her foot in and took it out, and it came out pure white. She said, she said, she said, she, she took the soil because even if it get on your skin, the stain don't leave. She said she put her hands in, and her hands, and took it out, and the, and the stain was gone. She said in her dream, she saw people washing up. But for her, washing up wasn't good enough. She said she stepped over into the fountain. And she allowed the blood to run on her. She said she allowed the blood to sprinkle from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. She said she took a shower with her clothes on in the fountain because everywhere the blood touched, it healed, it, it cleaned, it set free. I think that we got some folk in the house. Matter of fact, let me be honest, I think all of us in the house need to go back to the fountain of the blood of Jesus Christ and allow the blood to, to flow on us from top to bottom because living in a perverse, dirty world makes you dirty sometimes. We don't mean to mess up. We don't mean, but sometimes folks spill stuff on us. Sometimes folks bump up against us. Sometimes folks do anything they can to get on our last nerve. The only way we can walk through this earth and, and be what God has called us to, we go back to the fountain and say, Lord, wash me, Lord. I'm saved, but wash me, Lord. I'm delivered, but wash me, Lord. See, see, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. You get saved once, but we get washed many times. I believe we get saved once, but you get full of the Holy Ghost many times. I believe that we need to get filled up with the Holy Ghost daily. And sometimes when you're having a real heavy, hard day, you just don't need to go to Jesus once. You need to go throughout him the, the whole day. Matter of fact, you need to put on your favorite praise song. Take your praise in the worship. Go in your bedroom, close the door. Lay prostrate before your Jesus. And say, Lord, if you don't keep me, if you don't hold me, if you don't, if you don't, there's something about the blood of Jesus that makes everything okay. Let him wash you, not just on the outside, 
Let him wash you on the inside. What are you doing? I'm painting my portrait. But I'm not using my natural eye. I'm using my spiritual eye. I can hardly believe what God says about me. Lord, you saying that I'm beautiful? Lord, you saying that I'm a saint? Lord, you saying that in Jesus, I'm just as though I never sinned? Father, you say I got power? You say I'm delivered and I'm free right now? Father, you say that I'm your child? You say that I got you and you got me? You saying you would never leave me nor forsake me? You say I got the mind of Christ inside of me? You're saying that I'm somebody special? You pick us out. You pick us out. Lord, I don't see it. But allow me to see what you see. Somebody needs to look into the eyes of Jesus. Because in spite of what your mama did, in spite of what your dad didn't do, in spite of what folks say about you, don't let them determine who you are. Look into the eyes of Jesus. Look into the eyes of Jesus. He'll speak to you. He'll hold you. He'll make everything all right. There's something about him that makes you okay. She said, by the time she got finished, everything was white. Wait a minute. She said something else. She said, now folks bumped up against her, and instead of the stuff staining her, it ran off. She was now stain resistant. Did you know, did you know our God is able to make your spirit, to make your soul stain resistant? They will come at you. They will talk about you, but they can't stop you. They can't affect you. You know who you are. You know whom you are. And can't nobody, 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 the devil in hell can't stop you. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Do you know who you are? Better than do you know who you are? Nobody. Nobody. I don't know where you at today, but I know you need Jesus. I know that you need to step in the fountain of Emmanuel blood for yourself. There's an endless supply of blood that will wash you and make you whole. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody make you whole but Jesus. Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. All the kings Soldiers, 
all the king horses, all the king doctors. Don't get me wrong, doctors got their place. But your healing got to be in your soul. Your healing got to be in your spirit. He came to set the captives free. He came to heal the broken heart. He came to set at liberty those that's been bruised. Yes, sir. He came that those that are mourning and crying to give you the spirit of joy. Yes, sir. Yes. He came to cancel out what the devil meant to destroy you. Yes, sir. That Christ now says, no more power in your life. He came so that you don't have to continue to carry the burden. But there's freedom in Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, he came yes, that you would know who he has called you to be. Yes, and that you may become all that he has called you to be. Yes, Today, I got preachers that will pray with you, that will show you how to renew your life in Christ Jesus.